the TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. It's a podcast dedicated to giving weekly TV show episode reviews, along with news and opinions, on the entertainment industry. I'm Dan Schmidt, your host, and with me is a guy that I don't think you're expecting, my part-time co-host for the summer. Michael J. Petty. Hey guys, how's it going? Yes, everyone, Michael is back. Can you believe it? Good no, he did not kill Nico. We don't have him tied up in a closet somewhere. He's just fine, but he is enjoying the 4th of July holiday and uh, taking a little bit of a break because he does a lot of stuff for us around here. So we want to give him a break, and uh, Michael is here to talk about a show that we really enjoy over the summer, Card ITA, and it's in its final season, which is kind of sad, isn't it, Michael? It's very sad, but it's all right. Okay, Michael, you want to tell everyone what the show is? That show would be Falling Skies with its fifth and final season, The Final Battle, as it's been subtitled. Yes, which is kind of cool. It's very cool. It reminds me a lot of V, The Final Battle from the 80s, which is really neat. Which is what they might have been applying it to or doing the idea for, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. And so we're going to be covering Falling Skies through most of the summer. Got pretty much unedited episodes. Again, Michael and I are kind of taking it easy around here, too. I am, too, because, you know, I do a lot of things around here as well. So we're going to take it easy, and Michael is always pretty good for a off-the-cuff discussion. So we're just going to kind of give you guys a couple of episodes. But I think they'll be fun. I think they'll be good for you guys to enjoy. Again, um, again normally we'd also have good news with Nico section. Nico will be back with one of those next week. But today... We're just going to talk Falling Skies. So we're going to get into it by uh, first talking about the episode of Falling Skies. Find your warrior. And we're going to have Michael read the summary. Tom's life is in peril as his beamer drifts into space following a successful yet tragic mission to destroy the Ashveni power core. Also, Anne reluctantly takes on a leadership role and a new plan for winning the war is shared. Because this episode really started out with us going, where the heck did Tom go? Because what brought on the vision he had of his wife, which was a very powerful seed, kind of revealed a big surprise that she actually had cancer before the aliens invaded. And Michael, my question for you on this is, did he come into contact with another alien race who like somehow brought him back to Earth? Is that what happened here? I would say based on that last scene in the season four finale, which was incredible, by the way, yes. and the opening scene here, I'd say he definitely was in contact with another alien race that somehow either has the technology or the physical capability to allow someone to relive memories, which is very, which I think was used very well here, because as Tom said later, this was a memory. He remembers having this conversation, but in this context, it was used in a whole new light 
to shed light on the current situation with the war against the Skitters and Ishveni. Um, mostly because of that other alien. Because, I mean, as we did see in this episode, and of course the end of season four, we do see glimpses of it. We don't see what it is completely, but we do see glimpses of it. Yeah, my question is, man, is there enough time to introduce a new race? Would this be the final season? I mean, it kind of took two seasons for us to fully understand everything that was going on with the mob. Well, I, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you need to explain these guys as much. Okay. Because I think with the Volm, it's established that the Volm has a very heavy rivalry against the Ishveni. And, yes. and we know that. They've had this war going on for, like, ever. But with this new race, it's entirely possible that they're just spectators or bystanders or bystanders or something that doesn't want war to break out in the galaxy. Or, another theory I've had recently, it could be the female Ishveni. Yeah, because we never see them. Because we never see them. We only see the overlords, the males. That's an interesting thought process as well. That's a very interesting thought process. Again, again, these guys, this group could be kind of like the if there are if they are a different race you could probably easily explain them as like the observers on fringe yeah or the watcher in marvel comics cool. or the people or the people from the future in Inter- interstellar right or the people from the future in interstellar good basically it's it's they can't intervene but they can direct people in certain directions and I think that's what they're doing here with Tom. Yeah. Even though I don't know if Tom took on the message just right. But right. we'll get to that in a minute. And now the other thing is, with this episode of Falling Skies, uh, I mentioned that there was a bigger world out there on Earth as well. By explaining, well, the mom explaining that there were other militias of humans out there trying to fight the Fetty. But they're not really organized because they need help. Michael, do you think we'll see them in the series finale's final battle? Or do you think they'll be introduced sooner and we will get some new characters coming into the show? Even though it's kind of late in the game for that. I don't know if we'll do a whole lot of... um... I don't know if we'll get introduced to a whole lot of new characters, because like you said, I don't know if we have the time for that, especially with us wanting to bring our characters full circle. Yes. Uh, But it's entirely possible that in the final battle, we can see glimpses of militias all over the world fighting back as well, or at least hearing about it. Of course, the backup squad coming in to help. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because, I mean, they have to make this big. Yes. I mean, they're calling this the final battle. They're hoping it. Uh, the finale episode's got to be huge. So bring in people. Call, break the bank, as I always say with finales. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going to be honest, even this first episode was incredible in terms of what they did. Oh, yeah. It, it's been great. And for a cable show, it's really been excellent how they've done this. Again, that's Greg Beeman for you. He's an outstanding director who very knows, who knows how to do great visual stuff 
without spending a lot of money. Well, and Spielberg's checks don't help, don't hurt either. Right, exactly. And then Spielberg <laughs> being involved, yes. Uh-huh. But so, but you've got to pay off some big actors too. Kevin Wilpon and Noah Wiley are cheap. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, I think, I think Noah Wiley is pretty loyal to TNT, so he'll do whatever they want. Yeah. Who knows? He could even maybe show up on a show called Titans. Got something. Hey, you never know. I'm just happy he's on this and the librarians. Give me more. Yes, well, we may see more of him on the librarians after this is over. Who knows? So, yeah, then it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this militia, how massive they're going to make that final battle. Because it should be good. I think a lot of people are going to compare it to Battle Circle Acticon. So it better live up to something good. Yeah. Now, the one problem I'm foreseeing with the show, because again, I think it's got the ante and got really good, can resolve some of the issues people had back in season three. But right now, the whole thing with the you know, the Ben, Maggie, Hell story arc, I don't know, it, or Love Triangle, I should say. I don't know, it's, it's kind of getting annoying. It's getting borderline that way. Something may happen to improve it. But, I mean, Michael, is it bothering you? Can you get this sense? Can I just get this bad feeling that Cal's going to do something stupid or bad or something wrong to be with Maggie for selfish reasons? Could do something yeah. as horrific as, like, leaving Ben to die. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. He, he seems like his jealousy is going to lead him down a bad path. I agree. I don't think we've seen Hal this dark since he had the eye worm. Yes. But um. But this is he, Hal himself. It's not right. Good eye worm. Right. It's not. It's not even. He's not even being corrupted. No, I I totally agree. I, the problem with this triangle, I, I really do hate it, is that everyone is wrong. Maggie is wrong for continuing to go with Ben, knowing that she loves Hal. Ben is wrong for knowing that she loves Hal, yet continuing to go for her and using his emotions to influence her. And then Hal is wrong because he seems to be going down a dark path and seems to be willing to do whatever it takes to be with her. So none of them are right in the situation. They just need to go back to the way things were and be done with it. My opinion. Well, I think Ben is got to do the right thing in the end. Yeah. Because I think they're going to play with it and there's going to be a temptation. But I, I really, and I've said this earlier on, that he's kind of like the Captain America of the war. Yeah. You know, he was the superhuman that was, that kind of evened the odds in season two and three. Yeah. And again, it, it, it took a lot, there was some bumps getting there, but all heroes have them. I mean, we know from Smallville that Superman had some bumps as well. Yeah. So I think that's what Ben was going through in those two seasons. Can I really think he's going to be the one of the big heroes that's going to turn the tide in the fight? I would agree. So well, I feel and... like he's going to do what's right at the end. Maggie and Hell, I don't know right now. I don't either. I, I would hope so, but I don't know. Oh, well, and I feel bad for Hell anyway because, I mean, he lost his first girlfriend, it is funny. Now he's yeah. losing the second one because of them as well. Indirectly, but... If, if that's really the case, though. If that's really... Out, yeah. But again, Maggie's kind of leading them both on, I think. Yeah. I do, too. It's like... Well, yeah. Yeah. Like, letting hell pick her up and spin her, 
spinning her around like that. Guy that just going back and flirting with Ben like right afterwards. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, you gotta tell somebody no at some point. Well, and honestly, it's getting, like, Hal talks about him and Ben sticking together, which, and I do think he means that, but he also wants Ben out of the way so he can be with Maggie. I miss right. the times in seasons two and three where we are comparing Hal and Ben to Sam and Dean on Supernatural. That's what I'd like to go back to. But then again, you know, it, it may, that may happen between, with Ben and the other brother, though. That's true. Because he seems like he's going to have a bigger part. With with Tom even letting him go out to fight with them and that. Yeah. So that could be interesting. I agree. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't end stupid. This, this is the one thing that could kill the show a little bit. No, you're really right. It's definitely the weakest link of the show because everything else with the show is getting really good and really awesome, but this is definitely where the weak, the weakness kicks in. Right. And again, they kind of had it out for Ben, and I, I originally had thought that it was going to go this way where Key and Denny were going to have a thing because they both had the spikes. Yes. And then they killed her off in this episode. Right. In a pretty horrific way. Yeah, that was not pretty. Like Walking Dead horrific. My, get my mind. But again, I, I feel like they did it because with Maggie having spikes, there's real no use for There's not really a use for her character anymore. Which is sad because I liked her. Yeah, and I thought I she too. was good for them. But it would have resolved the conflict very easily. Yeah. So I don't get that. Plus, I feel bad for Anthony. But thank God he did die. Yeah, I know. I was really expecting him to, and I'm like, oh no, please. Yeah. Please. Especially with all the. Well, especially with all the other people we loved from like season one and two who died. Oh, yeah. What was. Was it Kai? Was that his name? I think that was his name and then Jimmy and then I'm like no we can't lose people from the old seasons anymore we need to keep them at least until the end Good. what was the what was the sniper guy his name that was on uh, Continuum oh Brad Tompkins but that's on Continuum that's not on yeah. Alex guys that's why I'm, getting, I'm forgetting his name because he's on two shows that we watch hold on I'll look him up yeah, it's, uh, we're going to also be covering Continuum this summer, because, well, when that starts. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it doesn't make our minds explode with confusion, but... When is that be... coming back? i got to check on that. It's a good couple of weeks. Okay, so it's not Kai for that one guy, it's Dai, which, I mean, we're close. Kai, Kai, close enough. The other guy... I think Kai was a Power Ranger, to be honest. That I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think it was like, oh god, that's sad. I know. Quit season, I think. Do you remember the actor's name? No, not that I know of. But I think everyone remembers. It's the guy that was the sniper that basically blew himself up 
to help them escape the the fenced in Charleston that they were trapped in in season four. Tector. That's right. Yep. Good. He yeah, was because originally was, was uh, Pope. Yeah, he was with Pope. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, that that was another disappointing one. But yeah, Anthony going down with a stunk. I do think we're going to get a death where we're going to be really bad. Gorgeous, like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. We're going to get a wash death. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. If you watch Firefly, you're going to get one of those that goes, oh man, that stinks. I'm really scared it's going to be Weaver because he's got nothing left. Yeah, which would be really sad. Except yeah. he kind of has Matt. He kind of has Matt. But again, he may end up sacrificing himself for Matt. Gordon's right. family. Yeah. Because, you know, he knows Tom's family is important to him. And again, I think he's kind of looked at them as his own family. Yeah, he I agree. adopted family. So I think he's willing to do anything for them. But then again, Pope could make the heroic sacrifice as well. I could see that. He's another character that's really going to come through in the clutch in an unexpected way. Yeah. I don't think Tom will die. No, I I don't think so either. I think that's not a good idea. Yeah, I just, I don't think... If Hal does something stupid that gets him killed, really, then no. Yeah, which I hope not because I really want Hal to be able to redeem himself too. Yeah, if he gets a chance. But again, his redemption may have to be sacrificing himself. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, we don't. Right. But yeah, Weaver or Pope, I could see them being the, the ones, for yes. sure. Because really, with this darkness, we're seeing a little bit in Hell we kind of realize that it's sort of coming from Tom or Tom has it in him as well yeah as, you know we really felt like quit destroying the power core okay we've won we've got this it's in the bag you know the fifth season is going to be clean up and we're going to kick butt and you know heck yeah for America kind of thing now it seems like that they may trip the humans may trip right at the finish line because he's got it's Tom like from that scene with his wife that he had the flashback that we think might have been brought on by a different race of aliens or defending women or who knows what it was um, I think the message they gave to him was right to keep fighting and not give up till it's over but I think Tom may be taking a little bit too far so Michael I mean does his bloodthirsty attitude do you feel like that puts us in danger of you know the heroes possibly losing when they've kind of had the advantage at this point are they going to blow their advantage get kind of cause disaster for the human race I think it's a definite possibility I mean the entire time we've been watching them fight for family for friends for freedom for love for all of that and it's worked very well so far and even though they haven't won every battle, they're certainly beginning to win the war. I feel like them doing this and Tom 
bringing on this whole bloodthirsty attitude. I think you're, I think you're exactly right in saying that it's possible that they can, they will trip at the finish line here, but I hope that won't be the case. Well, for obvious reasons, but also because that's not who Tom is. Right. And I, and I don't even think Tom is convinced that that's who he is. I think that's who he thinks he has to be right now, but I think he knows deep down it's not. Yeah, it seems like Weaver is going to be the one that says, okay, Tom, come back to Earth. You know, that's kind of a funny way to say it. But I think he's going to bring Tom back around. Because it kind of gets the opposite of the first season. Where Weaver yeah. was gung-ho and he wanted to, you know, stick it to him and stick it to the aliens and, you know, put his boot to their throat and just mow them all down and who cares who dies or whatever happens in the process. Now it seems like that's going to Tom. Kind of Weaver's going, wait a minute, maybe this isn't the best way to do this. Let's not lose ourselves in defeating these things. Right. Gotta get this episode to have a lot of throwbacks. I mean, it, there was a fight in the school, which was a throwback to season one. Yep. There really was that kind of like guerrilla style of you know, running around and fighting these aliens in the woods kind of vibe that the first season had, which I really like, and I'm glad we're going back to that for the end. Yes. Also, that part where Tom made Anne take off Lexi's necklace, which I thought was kind of dumb anyway. Yeah. He's kind of being hypocritical if he's not going to do anything about Ben. What, you mean the unity thing, or like what the necklace symbolizes? No, the whole idea of well, the whole reason he took it off of Anne was because he didn't want them to have any connection, any ties to the aliens. Yeah. And that's kind of hypocritical if he's going to let Ben and Maggie walk around. Exactly. And that may be a point that Weaver makes in the future if he goes yeah. too far. Yeah. Saying, hold on a minute. You, you know, you've got your son has the spikes in him. Like, you're going to let him walk around? Well, it, goes, it kind of goes against Lexi's sacrifice as well. Yes. Yes, that, it does. Because that, that'll be something in there. Because, as, as, well, and, and again, it's in it, it Cochise's mind. Because, well, it's like, wait, you hate these aliens. What's going to keep you from doing that to us? Yeah, I was just going to say that. So there, there's there's an issue there, too. Can even coaches may take Tom aside and say, wait a minute, you're scaring my bet. Okay, we're worried you're going to turn turn around on us. Can try to take us out. Right. And what's interesting about Falling Skies, because I feel like the show has captured every major war in American history. Get away. Yeah. Where the first season really was kind of like the Revolutionary War. You know, there's these people from outside coming in trying to take the country. Okay, so you had that, and there was a lot of references to the Revolutionary War. What was going on then? And good stuff. And eventually, you know, we went through all the periods, even going into World War II with the fences being put down at Charleston being a lot like the concentration camps and whatnot. Yep. So you've covered every period and again, after World War II, you know, America got a little... Some, some people say, 
got a little cocky with Vietnam and some of those things where they said, it was a war we were going to take care of really easily, because it came back to bite them in the butt. So I'm wondering if that season, this season is going to be a little bit like that for a, a little while, because then in, in the end, eventually America, or the humans, will come out on top. Because, you know, Spielberg is a very big history junkie. Almost like Tom Mason is. So I feel like that's why they're throwing into those things. Also, uh, Noah Wiley was originally supposed to play Tom Hanks' role in Saving Private Riot. That's right. So I feel like because he wanted him in that role, that some of that and, and some of what the themes of that movie is going to spill into this final scene of the Falling Skies. Which, again, maybe Tom could die. It's possible. So, we're going to say any more than that may spoil. Save you Private Riot if you haven't seen it. I would think most of you have seen it unless you're squeamish against violence, but if you're squeamish against violence, why would you be watching this show? Good <laughs> <laughs> do you have a point? You do have a point. Not to mention, like, oh my gosh, Anne killing that skitter. Yeah, that was a little messed up, too. That was a little messed up. But again, I guess, you know, aliens invading your planet and killing your family would make you a little loopy, too. Yeah, I'd, I'd also be pissed, so I understand. Well, and, and again, they've, they've taken both of her children, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would understand be a little bit mad. But again, she's not as bad as Tom. She's not worrying me, if that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Although I gotta say, my favorite moment of this episode is probably when Tom is walking back into the camp and Pope is just like really disappointed. Yeah. That was hilarious. You've always survived. That's been a great running joke throughout the show. Tom surviving? Yes. Yeah. Get Pope's reaction. Yes. Because at first, you know, we used to be like, oh no, Pope's gonna cause trouble again. He's, he's gonna cause an uprising. And then, now you just laugh it off. Right. Because it's interesting. Although we could, because it's the final season, we could maybe see him try something, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I doubt right now. I feel like that was the period of the show that covered the Civil War in a way. Um, yeah. And, and that, I think, was a season two story, and I think we're past that now. Yeah, I don't disagree. Wasn't it season two where when Anthony went off with him because they weren't sure what he was going to do? Yes. Okay, yeah, so that's... I think that's over and done with now, I really do. I think after what he and Anthony went through and again, again losing Hector and, and people of his group, I think he's a changed man as well. Yeah. Because he's, he's love interest just not real from his group. Yes. Plus, he's got that love interest of, of his. Because I think he's going to stick around and yeah. keep her safe. Probably. So I, I think we're past that period now. So yeah, I think that sums up this week's episode for the most part. Was there anything yeah. else you wanted to throw in? I'm just very excited to see where the rest of these nine episodes go. Oh yeah, me too. I think it's going to be great stuff. 
Got they they hit the ground running with the start of this final season. Good at everything I wanted to see and, and threw back to things I love about this show. Got loved at the beginning. So if they keep running mm-hmm. with those things, I think we're gonna have a great final season. And you know, realistically, the show you know had a two season, maybe a two season rough patch, maybe it was a season and a half rough patch, but ultimately I think it's going to end in a good place okay, we're going to look at this as a show that it succeeded yeah God, for a cable show five years that's a good run especially with how expensive this one is so I think we're going to be with that being a summer show yeah and being a summer show yes but you stamp Steven Spielberg's name on anything and you you've got a good chance for it to succeed Yet again, Fox has got to be feeling pretty stupid right now when they passed on this for Terra Nova. If anyone even still remembers that show, that was. Yeah, bad. I have a buddy who actually watched Terra Nova instead of Falling Skies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Falling Skies is a lot better. Well, obviously, you could tell by the track record. Right. So yeah, so now we're digressing, so we're going to go to the closing. Michael, you want to tell everyone kind of what we're doing next week? I think everyone kind of knows. Yeah, well, next week we'll be covering the second episode of Falling Skies, The Final Battle. Um, That's really about it until Continuum starts up, and then we'll be doing that as well. Right, and and Uh, we'll have a News with Nico section next week as well. And we will have a News with Nico section. And then after that, we're going to do, we'll do a Falling Skies episode, but we're also going to do the ATA Comic-Con episode which is going to cover the ATA shows that have panels at Comic-Con. There's not a lot of them this year. It's basically uh, Doctor Who, again, Person of Interest. Again, we may throw in Game of Thrones into that. Just because I don't know if it's worth just doing an entire Thrones cast episode just on one panel. That might not be worth it. And then uh, there'll be a very big DC Nation Comic-Con episode which we'll talk about all the previews for. Garo, The Flash, Gotham, Gad, Batman vs. Superman. That'll be at Comic-Con, so that'll be good stuff. Marvelverse, there may be a couple things. Again, Marvel is not going to Comic-Con, so we might not even have enough material to do a Marvelverse podcast. So I don't know if that's going to work out. And then also on the ATA episode, we're going to talk about the Star Wars Lucasfilm panel that they're going to have which supposedly may show more footage from Star Wars Force Awakens. Again, maybe some stuff about Star Wars Rebels. So we will be discussing that on the ATA Comic-Con episode as well. Also, another thing to look forward to is our first Marvelverse podcast episode that we're going to do and that's something Nikki and myself are going to do. We're going to review the full season of Netflix Daredevil which you all know is an outstanding show if you checked it out. So we're going to be doing that for you, and then we will also be doing a review on Ant-Man, which will probably come out the first week of August, because I will be out of town um, the last week of July. So that's how that's all going to work out, and Michael will be around for most of that or some of that or whatever works for his schedule. I'll certainly be around for the Falling Sky episodes that we do this summer. Yes. 
Because you can definitely check out all those podcasts through our website at acrosstheairwaves.com. So you can check all that stuff out there. Okay, we're going to roll that pre-recorded closing. Get at our Across the Airwaves website. You can check out our other podcast shows, including the DC Nation podcast, located at its own website, dcnation.acrosstheairwaves.com. Get in the iTunes store, which reviews the TV shows Gotham, The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Convergence of Tomorrow. Get if you want reviews on Marvel Comics-related content, such as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cajun Carter, Marvel's Netflix shows, and the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, check out the podcast, hosted by Nikki A.B., and myself, known as the Marvelverse Podcast, located at marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairwaves.com. Again, that's marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairwaves.com. Again, you can also check out this podcast in the iTunes store. In addition to these programs, check out Thronescast. Our podcast hosted by Nico, Nikki, and myself, dedicated to reviewing episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, which is available at the website thronescast.acrosstheairways.com or on iTunes. Can you can send us your thoughts on each Game of Thrones episode by emailing us at thronescast.gmail.com tweeting us at thronescast again that's at thronescast leaving us a voicemail at 773-809-3363 again that's 773-809-3363 or by posting on our Facebook page located at Facebook.com slash Thronescast. Also, you can listen to Across the Airways, the DC Nation podcast, Thronescast, a Game of Thrones podcast, and the Marvelverse podcast, and the Mix Internet radio station, code by Jack Stifle, Stitcher Radio, or if you use Apple devices, download the Podcast Box app, and if you're on a Windows or Android device, you can download our app for the Amazon Marketplace, and the Windows Marketplace has a regular Windows phone app. Because for how you can contact us to give your own insight on the TV shows we review, provide suggestions on how we can improve your podcast listening experience, or just to say you like what we're doing, email us at acrosstheairwaves.gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Across the Airwaves. Again, there's no the on there. It's just Across the Airwaves. Join our circle on Google+. Or leave us a voicemail. Got 773-809-3363. Got that 773-809-3363. I would also recommend that you check out our YouTube page, which features trailers for upcoming movies, got television events, such as Avengers Age of Ultron, Batman vs. Superman, got Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Along with this content, the ATA YouTube channel is a great source for panels from past Comic-Cons that will be a great source to find videos coming out of Comic-Con 2015 this summer. So once again, for our other ATA podcast hosts, Nikki Amy, Lucas, and Nico the Man, Guy Dan Schmidt, and I'm Michael J. Petty. Going to tell our next Falling Skies review episode. We will catch you on the airwaves. See you guys every weekend. Enjoy tonight's second episode of Falling Skies. I think the sky's falling down. I think the sky's falling down. I think the sky's falling down. I think the sky's falling.
we now return to our regularly scheduled program.